Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning. Welcome to Mount Calvary Nation, to everyone in-house, and to our virtual nation viewers and those who are watching virtually globally as well. Welcome on this last day of July 2022. God truly has been good to each and every one of us. Amen. Our scripture reading will be coming from Psalm 96. I will be reading from the NIV version. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord all ye families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord the glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let us pray. To the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, we come entering into your presence with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. We bless your holy name. 
we extol you. We ascribe unto you glory and honor and praise. Father God, we thank you for loving us so much that you gave your only begotten son, Jesus, to come into the world to save the world from sin, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You did not send him into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Father God, we thank you that we have sinned against you and we repent of our sins. And we, you said if we confess our sins that you would be faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So we have confessed unto you that. And we thank you for cleansing us right now. We thank you. Father God, we thank you right now as we lift up to you the pastor, our shepherd of this flock at Mount Calvary Nation. We lift him up to you. We thank you, Father God, for allowing him in this period, Father God, as COVID has touched his body, that there's nothing too hard for you to do, nothing too hard, Father God, as it has hit some of us, maybe all of us, Father God. But we thank you right now, Father God, that you are allowing him to get some rest, that you will rejuvenate him, give him restoration, Father God, in his body. Thank you that you are refreshing him, Father God. Your glory will fill his home. Your glory, Father God, will be with his helpmeet, Lady C, and his children, Nate, Parker and Bailey do unto him what you will do to the people that he leads Father God thank you Father God for the strength of your power that is upon his life Father God in this hour we thank you we thank you right now for the man that will come to break the bread of your word to the people of God in this hour, Minister Chris McClure. Open the eyes of our hearts that we will hear, truly hear what you're saying unto us, that we will live accordingly, Father God, and walk it out, Father God. Holy Ghost, move like you've never moved before, for we are God's glory carriers we give ourselves to thee Jesus 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 there is something about your name Jesus 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 there is something about your name kings and kingdoms Lord, 
Jesus. Jesus. Someone is calling out to you, Lord. Jesus. And I know that you will answer because you said, if anyone calls upon you, your name, you would answer. Hear their hearts cry right now. Deliver, set at liberty, heal broken hearts, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We thank you right now that you're answering your people's cry. To the King, eternal, invisible, to the only wise God, amen. Come on, let's church say amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, come let us go into the house of the Lord. Just heal him in the house. Forgiveness. So much love in the house. Thank you, Jesus. I was glad. I don't know about y'all, but I was glad. I'm also glad. I'm glad. That I got Jesus. How many in the house is glad that they got Jesus? Hallelujah. Come on. Let's praise the Lord this morning. Jesus, I got Jesus, I got 
Lord gives sights to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. God good? Why don't you give God a hand if he's good to you? Yes, sir. It's, it's, it's so good to walk in the light in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Walking in the light. Beautiful light. Oh, ain't it wonderful? How the light shines, yeah. I'm a walking, yeah. Beautiful, oh, ain't it wonderful? Yes, it is. How the light shines, hey, hey. I'm walking.
right there we are grace be unto you and peace from god our father and from the lord jesus christ also unto me thank you i do want to share a quick observation y'all may be seated i'm sorry i do want to share some quick observations before the choir comes and before we dive into the word um, Miss Della Brooks, it saddens me to say, a former member, also known as Miss Della Marie Brooks Monday, has gone home to be with the Lord. Her service will be this Tuesday at Valley Peace on Hillcrest Avenue. Visitation will start at 11. The family will receive friends at 12, and the homegoing service will be at 1 o'clock. She is the sister of Miss Pat Riley and Miss Debbie Robinson, also the aunt of Miss Kelly Watts. So we will keep that family in our prayers. Also, I ask that you keep our pastor um, and many others who have been affected by COVID this week. Um, I know my sister has COVID, her husband has COVID, and many other members, so I ask that you all keep them in your prayers. And I know I'm not the pastor, but can y'all do me a favor? If you don't feel well, don't come, all right? Um, watch, watch at home, watch at home, wash your hands. Y'all should have been washing your hands before the pandemic, but most definitely wash your hands now. Um, we live in a generation, a me generation, where we worry about ourselves, um, but this is the time that we need to worry about others. This is the time we need to worry about others. So I ask that you care with much caution. Um, is Landon here? Landon, is Landon here? Landon is at home. Well, Landon, I saw on Facebook this morning, is celebrating his fifth birthday. His fifth birthday. Um, for many of you all, y'all remember the Sundays we prayed for Landon um, during his early years, um, and God prevailed, uh, and we give glory and honor to God for Landon seeing five years old, and we're grateful. So happy birthday to Landon and you watching at home. Happy birthday from your Mount Calvary. Y'all shout it to him. Put the cameras on him. Say happy birthday, Landon. Happy birthday, Landon. If there's nothing else, the choir will come, and then I'll come back. Anybody have anything else? Yes, ma'am. Dinner with pastor has been rescheduled. Y yes, ma'am. So keep your ears to the ground. Dinner with pastor, although pastor cannot be here today, we will not have dinner with pastor because you can't have dinner without the pastor, right? <laughs> so it will be rescheduled. Please keep your ears to the ground. We'll send out a one call or some more information to let you know when that will be rescheduled for. I know many of you were excited as new members of the church, and we don't want you to miss that opportunity. So please keep your ears to the ground for that upcoming day. If there's nothing else, choir, y'all come on.
truth of the matter is that God may not have done the same thing in all of our lives but the reason we get excited is because he's done something in all of our lives and if he's done something marvelous in your life just take 10 seconds whether you're in here or at home and just praise him a marvelous God does marvelous things yeah let us pray this morning God, this morning, before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. And God, we thank you for being our everything. So God, this morning, we thank you for coming through like you do. We thank you for showing up when you do. And God, we thank you that you are worthy of the glory and the honor that we give you. Now, God, in this time, we ask that you do something. Do like the old folks say, just throw your weight around in here for a little bit. Your preacher has prepared. We have made an order of service. But God, right now, we need you to do something that we can't do. Heal, save, deliver, destroy yokes. Don't just break them because broken things can be prepared. God, we need you to do something in this place. We need you to do something in the homes of people watching online. Have your way in this place. And we'll be forever grateful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, both now and forever. Let all those who agree together say amen. Amen. First, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. Giving honor to the angel of this house, our pastor. Can you put your hands together for our pastor this morning? Yeah. That was a decent hand clap for me, but put your hands together for our pastor this morning. Yeah. He is a qualified man. He could pastor anywhere. We're grateful that God blessed us with him, and we cannot honor him without honoring the one who stands beside him, his bride. Put your hands together for elect lady this morning. Yeah. We are praying for him and his speedy recovery. Um, I talked to him this morning. He said, Chris, tell the people I got COVID, but I'm doing well. I, I told him if we would have put him on speakerphone in here this morning, we probably would have had church, but he didn't want to take that route. So he asked me to preach this morning. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I have preached um, five times this month. Um, but I said last night, to, I was talking to a friend, I said, there's no place I would rather preach than at home with my family. I told him if T.D. Jakes would call this morning, I would have to say no, um, because there's no place I'd rather be. It would be a hard no, but, but I would rather be here. You all didn't just have me here to talk. You invited me to preach. So join me in Psalms 34, verse 1 through 8. Very familiar passage. Very familiar passage. Psalms 34, verses 1 through 8. 
And it reads very simply, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth about them that fear him and delivereth him. But I like what verse number eight says. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. You all may be seated this morning. If you don't mind, whether you're online or whether you're here in the sanctuary, help me really quickly. Help me get my title out so I can get on up out of here. Look at somebody to your left or to your right. Please don't touch them. I told you it's a pandemic. Look at somebody and say, there's reason behind this praise. I don't think they believed you, so look to the person to the other side and say it like you really believe it. Say, there's reason behind this praise. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, saints and friends, um, whoever you are, young people and not so young people, I remember a few years ago there was a blackout in New York City. Um, they had a blackout there and everything was in the dark. The grid had gone out, the Brooklyn Bridge was in the dark, the Empire State Building was in the dark. Everything was in the dark, even Times Square. Everything was in the dark except for the Statue of Liberty. They said, how is it that the Bronx is in the dark, Manhattan is in the dark, even Staten Island is in the dark, but the Statue of Liberty was still shining. She was in the same place as all the other buildings that were in the dark, but her light was still on. They said, we got to figure this out. And it was not until they went under the surface that they realized that while the Statue of Liberty was in New York, she was plugged into Pennsylvania. And might I submit and suggest to you this morning that oftentimes we are guilty, especially in church, of looking at someone's surface and ignoring what they have going on underneath. We are guilty of looking at the end result, the fruit of what happened, the final product, and not realizing that there is so much that went into what you see now. Come on, there are many of us um, now who sit and watch anointed preachers and CEOs and prophets, and some of us are so ignorant that we desire what we see in their lives without realizing the hell they had to go through to get there. I'll testify you that for you this morning and say that there are people, as crazy as it sounds, right, that look at you and wish they were you, wish they had your story, wish they had your accomplishments. And some of you all in here right now are honest enough to tell folk you think you want these problems, but you don't want what comes with this. You don't want what comes with what I'm wearing. You don't want what comes with what I carry. You don't know what I had to go through or what I'm going through just to maintain this. And the truth is, for five of y'all who will shout this morning, some of you have the testimony that, I could give, that if I could give it back myself, I would. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask to look and see stuff that's not there in the natural. I didn't ask for God to wake me up at all hours of the night, putting people's issues on my mind. I didn't ask for discernment like this. I lost friendships over stuff they don't even know I know, and I can't tell them how I know it. But the truth of the matter is, if you don't hear nothing else I say this morning, the truth of the matter is, we must realize that there is always more underneath the surface than what we see with our natural eyes. 
And I think that the 34th Psalm gives us the opportunity to look at that because this psalm, or song, if you will, this song, all, that's all the book of Psalm really is. It's just a song book. It's just a, a, a book of songs. Um, this song that David has written, he has written this not at a high point in his life, but at a low point. He's written this not in a mountain, but in a valley. And might I submit and suggest to you this morning that some of the greatest things you will create won't happen in your mountain experiences, but they might come out your valley. Turn me a little bit, up, a little bit more up, Devin. Um, and he's writing this 34th Psalm at an interesting point in his life. The Bible tells us that he writes this in a season where he is not safe in Israel. This is a season for him where he's running from the current occupant of the seat he may one day hold. Saul, right, who God has rejected. Saul, who God has lifted his spirit from. Saul, who would not repent and get things right with God, has now been replaced by one waiting in the wings. Saul is trying to kill David. Saul does not have the revelation that, um, in fact, um, he has the same spirit that some of your enemies has. He has the same spirit that some of your opposition has, right? In that he thinks that he's strong enough to stop who God has anointed. He thinks he's strong enough to go up against who God has placed his hand on. Um, but watch this. I'm preaching. Y'all better get on this train while you can. I'm about to take off. Somebody better shout. The devil cannot kill who God wants alive. Yeah, look at somebody to your left or to your right. Say, I am anointed to live. I, I need y'all to say it like you believe it this morning. Say, I am anointed to live. Yeah, yeah, there's a supernatural grace of life on me. That's the only explanation as to why you're still here. That's the only justification as to why you haven't gone crazy. That's the only possible explanation as to why we can see you, you see us. You know what day it is. You know what year it is. You know what foot is your left, which one is your right. And that's only because after all you've been through, the only thing we can come up with is that you must be anointed to live. Somebody shout one more time. Say, anointed to live is all over you. Y'all looking at me, look at them. Say, anointed to live is all over you. Yeah, go further really quickly. Tell them your business is anointed to live. Your family is anointed to live. I'm talking to somebody in the room and online who felt like giving up and throwing in the town. God said your idea is anointed to live. Shout it one more time. Say, anointed to live is all over you. Yeah, you can't get weary and well-doing. You're about to reap harvest in due season if you just don't faint. Anointed to live is all over you. Somebody take 10 seconds right there and bless them because you are anointed to live. I feel like I'm in a sanctuary with people that ain't been through nothing. Tell them you are anointed to live. Yeah, that's why sickness didn't overtake your body. That's why the pandemic didn't take over you. That's why when you didn't have enough money, you still made a way because you are anointed to live. Testify now that you realize that you've been through something. Look at the person to your left or your right. Say anointed to live is all over you. Yeah. Yeah, your neighbor might be anointed to dance. That's great. You might be anointed to shout. That's great. But anointed to live is all over me. It's all over me. I'm anointed to live. I didn't just make it through life by luck or happenstance or chance. I'm anointed to live in this time. So he's running from Saul. He's running from Saul. He has an idea. Um, maybe I should seek refuge from my enemies. And so David makes the mistake, listen to me, of going to Gath and meeting with the Philistines. He says, maybe I should be able to hide out amongst the Philistines. This was a large piece of land. He says, maybe I should be able to slide in and not be recognized. The Bible does not say why David thought this was a good idea. 
Maybe he thought there were so many people in the region that he could operate under the radar. Um, they, they would see him as some stranger from another land. And the Bible says that when he arrived in the Philistine town, they recognized him immediately. Listen, because notice what the Bible tells us. You have to go back to 1 Samuel. David is carrying with him the sword of Goliath. Let me talk about this for a moment. Don't you remember um, that when uh, Saul had David go fight Goliath on behalf of the Israel and Saul's champion, Saul wanted him to use his armor, but David said, I cannot fight in your armor. It's too big for me. It doesn't fit me. Now, I have a problem because the Bible tells us that Saul stood head and shoulders amongst everyone else. Saul is, is taller than everybody else, but he's small in comparison to Goliath. Follow me. And the Bible says that Saul is bigger than David, but smaller than Goliath. And if Saul's armor did not fit David, then what made David think he could hide Goliath's sword in the Philistine camp? Listen, he's carrying something. He's carrying a testimony that is bigger than he is. He's walking with Goliath's sword, which you know is too big for him because Saul's sword was too big. He's walking, trying to hide amongst the enemy. You'll grab this in a second with a testimony that's bigger than he is. And can I tell you that the major threat that anointed people have to listen to and the threat is oftentimes we don't recognize our enemy. But here's the flip. Our enemy, we don't think our enemy will recognize us. Can I preach and tell you that the mistake you are getting ready to make is thinking you can go back into places, thinking you can go back into spaces, thinking you can go back and cross paths and entertain people that you have already conquered. Man, I, I wish you would get on this train. Um, look at somebody and say, neighbor, you can't afford to try to blend in no more. You can't afford to try to sneak back into a group and into a circle that God has already given you documented evidence that you have outgrown already. Who am I preaching to that's being pulled on to sneak back into that some friend group and God said, nope, you had to spend too many hours of prayer to get delivered from this from. You ain't got time to sneak back into your sneaky link. You ain't even entertained by this no more. You're just bored. Somebody shout, I will not go back. Who am I talking to that has a relationship that died and God buried that thing and the number keeps popping up in you and you slowly slipping into dementia, forgetting what used to go through, uh, what you had to go through just to get to the point where you are now. You had all of us praying here at the church saying, God, set her, set her free, set him free. And the Bible reminds me of something while I'm there. Whom the son sets free is truly free indeed. He's, he's afraid um, because he has realized that the Philistines have recognized him. He's got a testimony that's too big. You know why he's really identified? Because the testimony is bigger than him, which tells everybody around him, you couldn't have done this on your own. And so he is marked in the Philistine camp as somebody that the hand of God and the hand of the Lord is on. Because you ain't strong enough to have beat that by yourself. You want to know why you can't fit in everywhere? You want to know why you stand out? You want to know why you can't, we can't figure out? It's because we look at you and your testimony is so big, we know God must have been on your side. I don't know who's watching online, but you need to be shouting in your living room this morning because you just got confirmation as to why they don't like you at your job. They don't even know you. It ain't you. It's the fact that you got a big old testimony. And when you walk in the room, they don't see you. They see God. I wish somebody would shout right now because even though they don't like it, they can't do nothing about it. They can't change the fact that you got a testimony. 
let me go on. The Bible says that David is afraid and they're going to kill him because they recognize him. They say, um, we need to imprison him. We, we got to stop him. And here is where the message takes shape and form. The Bible says that David now, in a moment of fear and anxiety, what he does is he pretends to be insane. This show Bible, you go read it for yourself. It, the Bible says that he acts like he's crazy. I like the way the message Bible puts it. It says, David pretended to go crazy, pounding his head on the city gate and foaming at the mouth, spit dripping down his beard. David says, they got me surrounded. They know who I am. I can't hide because I got a testimony that's bigger than me. So he says, the only way out of this is I'm going to have to act like I'm crazy. He begins to bang his head on the gate, begins to foam at the mouth, um, holler and talk to himself until spit is dripping down his beard. And the Bible says that the enemy was going to kill him. King Achish instead says to his servant, can't you see that this man is crazy? We got to get him out of here. We got enough crazy people around here. They must have been at Mount Calvary. <laughs> we got to get him out of here. And David manages to escape at this point. He acts like he's crazy. He gets out of trouble and goes about his way. But it's this encounter that causes him to write the 34th Psalm. And now we read this with a different understanding because we understand the story beyond the surface of his praise. We get the opportunity to understand that there's reason behind his praise. And he begins to write, after all that he's been through, he starts, he picks up his stone and he picks up his chisel and he writes, I will bless the Lord at all times. Which means no matter of my situation, I will bless the Lord. And might I submit and suggest the praise that you offer God during the good times is the same praise you offer God when it seems bad. Let me give you the Christology version of this. Um, I will bless the Lord in the sun, but the same God who I praise in the sun can get this same praise in the rain. I will bless him at all times, in fat times, in lean times, in Biden times, in Trump times, when gas prices are whole, high and when they're low. I will bless the Lord at all times. But then he goes on to say something, and I, I'm going to try to get through this. He says, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, this is for the church folks, right? Um, those of us who've been in Christ for a little bit and, and this new age of believers who feel like it don't take all that. Who just want to clap your hands and you want to lift your hands as high as you feel like raising them. Lift your hands higher at the gym, but when you get here and at the football game, but when you get here, you can't lift them. David says here now that my praise for him should continually be where? In my mouth. And let me just say this, pastor can get me in trouble when he gets back. Maybe so much other things wouldn't come out of your mouth if his praises were continually in your mouth. David says, since he is continually blessing me, since he is continually making ways, since he is God that is always up to something, then his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Will it make sense why David wrote later on in this book, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Because if you've been through something, you should sound like something. But then he goes on to say, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad. David says, the source of my boasting is not in myself. It's not in my own ability. It's not in my education or even in the type of car I drive. 
My sole source of boasting is not in myself. I cannot be in myself because I remember where I once was. David pins this scripture after evading death as blood was coming down his head from banging on the gate and spit dripping down his beard. He says this, um, that his soul will boast in the Lord because he knows that nothing he could have gotten, he knows that he was in something that he couldn't have gotten himself out of. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, somebody got to ask this morning, where would I be? He says, I can't take credit for this. It was all God. Let me just go ahead and close. I'm not going to finish this up. I wish I tried to finish it up last week. Aunt Linda, you remember you was there two weeks ago. Um, but when you've been through what, you had, what David had gone through, when you know that there are some battles that all you had to do was show up for, you can step back and say, that's not me. That was all God. When your friends ask how you made it out that relationship with a smile on your face, you can tell them it was not me. It was all God. When they want to know how you're still here and cancer was overtaking your body, you can tell them that's not me. It was all God. When they want to know how you're still here um, and they're trying to figure out how nobody in the family went to college, but you graduated with a bachelor's and a master's, you can tell them that's not me. It was all God. When they're trying to figure out how you got blessed with a husband with the past that you got, you can tell them that's not me. It was all God. As they scratch their head looking at your house and your car, knowing your credit score, you can tell them it was not me. It was all God. It was God who made a way. God who healed your body. God who saved your son. God who cleaned up your daddy. God who turned things around. God who brought that failing grade up. God who sobered up your uncle. God who comforted you late in the midnight hour. I can't tell you what God has done for you, but let me tell you what he did for me. He healed my mother. He redeemed my father. Even in the death of my brother, he was closer than most. My grandfather used to sit in a little room and say it like this, he's a doctor in a sick room. He's a lawyer in the courtroom. He's a friend that sits closer than a brother. And I love what verse number three says, because this is where David takes it not from a me thing, but he makes it a us thing. He looks around and says, I'm not the only one that's been through something. I'm not the only one that God has done something for. So magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. So I don't know what he's done for you tonight. I don't know what he's done for you this year, but if you've been through something, sound like something and magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Has he healed your body? Has he saved your son? Has he kept you late in the midnight hour? Then magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Come on. That's all you've been through? That's all you've been through? Then magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Why should we magnify his name? Because 2,000 years ago on a hill called Calvary, Jesus died, but he didn't stay dead. He got up with all power in his hands. So magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Why? Because I sought the Lord and he heard me. Come on, y'all, it's there. I sought him and he heard me. I sought friends and they didn't show up. I sought family and they didn't show up. But when I sought the Lord, is there anybody in here this morning that called on the name of Jesus and he showed up right in the nick of time? Y'all not sounding like y'all been through nothing. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Because I sought the Lord. I called on his name. What's his name? I said, what's his name? Magnify the Lord with me. There's reason behind this praise. 
I don't just shout because it's culture. I don't just shout because of music, right? I shout because I've been through some things. And if there's anybody in here this morning that's been through some things, I need you to magnify the Lord with me. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And I know y'all clapping your hands and I know you're stumping your feet. But the Bible says his praise should be where? Not in my hands. Not in my feet. But if you've been through something, it got to come out your mouth. Yeah, I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. Listen, some of us ain't got to say the same thing, but all of us got to say something. I don't even care if you give him the mm, mm, mm. Somebody got to say something. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. There's reason behind this praise. Yeah, yeah, there's reason behind this praise. Yeah, there's reason behind this praise. Yeah, David ain't the only one that been through something. You've been through something. I'm looking at Miss Webb. You've been through something. Yeah, we've been through something. So let his praise secondly be in my mouth.
or a tad bit, but you don't know the whole story. Hallelujah. But it's been good to me. that I was on 
but God. But God. But God. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. I'm so glad that he chose me, that he came to live on the inside of me. I'm so glad that he sent me to Mount Calvary. He sent me. I did not choose Mount Calvary. He sent me to be fed. And I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for family. I'm grateful for the leadership, the shepherds of this flock, the teaching that we get. I'm grateful. There are, this is the time that you have an opportunity, those who are in-house and those who are watching virtually to mm, you may not know it but God knew you while you were yet in your mother's womb but we decided to do things our way but we must be born again. And the only way to do that, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So if you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you can do so now. The gospel is this plain and simple. The word has been preached that God so loved the world that he gave his only, actually his one and only begotten son, Jesus, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life and Jesus did not he did not send him into the world to condemn you me or anyone God loves you God loves me so if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior you can raise your hand if you're in the sanctuary and someone will come to you. If you're watching virtually, you can write in the text and someone will see it and they will get in touch with you. If you're in the sanctuary or watching virtually and you do not have a church home, and you would like to be a part of Mount Calvary Nation, write that in the text. Someone will contact you. 
what we will do is love on you. We will teach you and we will learn from you as well. We're not a perfect church, but the perfect one lives inside of us. We are growing. We're growing as a progressive work. If we have no one, we love you. We, we have two. Praise God. Praise God. There's nothing like God's love for us. God is love. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. today. I know it's late in the hour, but welcome to Mount Calvary. Do we have any visitors? Welcome to Mount Calvary. Welcome to Mount Calvary. And if we have any visitors watching virtually, we say welcome to you as well. number is 855-908-0710. Text to give is 855-908-0710. You can also give via cash app dollar sign M T C A L M B C Cash App dollar sign M T 
C-A-L-M-B-C, and also Giblify. Download the app and follow the instructions. You can download Giblify, download the app, and follow the instructions. As we exit today, our deacons will be at the door as you exit. May we please stand for the benediction. Oh, there is one announcement from the women's ministry by Sister Carla Scott. Good morning. The women's ministry kickoff brunch August 13th at St. Clair Community College from 11.30 to 1.30 is quickly approaching and we don't want you to miss out. Tickets are still available both online at Eventbrite and each Sunday after church right out here in the foyer for $30. And ticket sales will end next Sunday. So please join us. It will be our joy to have you fellowship with us as we prepare you and we prepare ourselves to live in our purpose. Thank you. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. Would you please be seated till the ushers direct you out. Thank you. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.